the final settlement. Go to our website, bchurch.us, and you will be able to look for the bulletins in the tab bulletins. And then the date, and boom, you have it there. The other way to do it is, thank you, Sebastian. You see the QR code on the screen. Grab your phone, open the camera, point towards that weird thing, and you will see a link on top of your phone. Click there, and that will take you to the bulletin. Then you will be able to download it. You can print it. So many people in these days are doing digital notes. So I encourage you to do it. We want to say thank you for your support. It is wonderful to know that people are so kind to care for what we do here in Victory Church. And we do everything we can. We put our lives, our time, our devotion in order to worship God, in order to spread the word. And because our objective is to see more and more people connecting with the good Lord. And at the same time, we would like to encourage all believers to keep building the kingdom of the Lord. So thank you for your support. Thank you, Tracy, for the songs. Thank you, Sebastian, for the work that you do with our IT department. And uh, now we are going to go directly to the message. The final settlement. This is our worship service number 255 on September 12th, 2021. And of course, I mentioned earlier to you, but I will repeat this. Yom Kippur is also known as the Day of Atonement. It is considered the most important holiday in the Jewish faith. According to their tradition, it is on Yom Kippur that God decides each person's fate. The Jews are encouraged to make amends and ask forgiveness for sins committed during the past year. It is an important celebration in the Jewish community. And uh, today we are going to talk something about it related with that, which is the topic of this teaching, final settlement. So let me ask you, how do you feel about all the things that go wrong in the world in these days? To begin with personal issues, don't you feel that it is just not right what so many people do to you constantly? Not to mention when it's about work, because, you know, when we go to, to work for a company and, and guys, we know this, we go so excited, right? We sign a contract and we say, sure, I'll work for this company. I like you guys. I think you have a pretty good setting here. And, and so we go into this business and you too, my friend, watching and listening, we all go, right? We are happy to start the relationship and this is what we do. We give our best. We come on time. We are very compliant and we fulfill all our, our, our obligations, right? So we are so happy. Customers are asking this. Supervisors are asking that. And we just go and do everything because we believe in the fairness of planting a good seed in order to get a good harvest. And then one day, the news. You get fired. It happens in many areas, right? In your personal life, there is betrayal. And you just don't believe it. And you think, wait a minute, wait a minute. What is wrong in this picture? Because I'm doing everything by the book. I'm a good person. 
if I fulfill my word and I do my part, but some people are not doing their part. And actually, at this point, it's hurting me. So I want justice. Isn't it that what we say sometimes? Isn't it that what you say sometimes? That you are fed up with all the injustices of individuals around you, related with you, connected with you, doing business, doing life with you. You just say, that's not fair. That's just not right. I want justice. Of course you want justice. Everybody wants justice. We all want that. And you know, when you are thinking about justice, you know that there is only two possibilities, two options when it's about a judgment, a trial. Is the person is going to be guilty or is being not guilty. There are only two possibilities. Now, when you are thinking about justice, the first thing that should be there is an offense, right? There is an offense. And you say, yeah, that's an offense. But it, the offense is based on what? With it. Well, of course, because there is a law. And of course, there is an offender. That person is the offender. And I am the victim. Naturally, somebody is going to be the prosecutor and somebody else has to be the defender. And that is part of the, our judicial system that we all believe. That's what we call justice. But there is one component, very important component in our judicial system. What is that? The judge. Exactly. Because we have high respect for a judge. A judge that is honest and is a one with uh, integrity, not corrupted at all, doesn't play the game, does things the right way. And that is exactly what we have. But today I want to present to you a case. And maybe this case is not too fun to begin with, but I will present to you the case. And the case today, ladies and gentlemen, is humanity versus you. <laughs> Now, of course, you are thinking, are you serious? Humanity versus me? What are you talking about? I am a good person. You just need to look at me. I'm a clean person. I'm a nice person. I'm really good to everybody. I am a good person. What are you talking about? And actually, I don't do anything evil. I just read my books. I just bake my cakes. All that I do is to take care of my family. I am such a good person that I even help people. I volunteer places, you know. I give money to the good causes that come to me. Actually, you know, I even help in places in many ways. And uh, if anybody has a need, I'll be there for that person because I don't do anything evil. So, in fact, I want to tell you something. I want you to look at my face and tell me, do you see anything wrong with this pretty face? 
And I want you, my friend, to look at this pretty face on the screen. Not my face, of course. The face of this beautiful young lady there. And you think, there is no way that that pretty face, that pretty girl, is doing anything wrong. So naturally, what is what she says? I plead not guilty. <laughs> well, today the case is humanity versus you. And uh, here are the charges. Are you serious? Yes, I'm serious. Here are the charges. The first charge is that you have lied. Oh, no, I don't. Well, let me take you to this moment when you were on the phone speaking with somebody. And that person asked you directly, where are you? Where are you, pretty face? Where are you? Well, you have lied. What is the next thing you're going to do today? What would you be doing these days? You have lied. I cannot come today to work because uh, this and that. You know, I really wanted to do uh, this work for you, but uh, I really can't because this and that. You know, I really wanted, wanted us to have a relationship for a, relationship for a long time, but uh, simply I, I just can't because... Second charge, you have stolen. No, 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 no. There is no way. There is no way. I never, never in my entire life have taken anything that doesn't belong to me. And then the videos come showing us moments when we were doing something that was not right. Not paying the right amount of money for this. Not paying what we needed to, to pay in this particular thing. Or... Maybe we're just taking what was not ours. Third charge. You have cheated. No, I haven't. It was just coffee. It was innocent. We were just chit-chatting. What? No, 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 no. Listen, we were just texting back and forth about different things. Come on. What? No, that, that day. No, we talk on the phone because, you know, it, I just called, but it was not intentional. And of course, we talk a little bit, but, you know, it's about uh, this group that we are together, you know, about uh, whatever. It was innocent. It was just a cup of coffee. And we did it just once. And that was it. No, we didn't talk anything personal. No. No, what? That I wanted something with this person? How, how dare you? I never had that thought. How dare you? What kind of accusation is that? Well, that day, well, well maybe I had one thought here and there, but it was not serious. Come on. Next charge, you have betrayed. <laughs> no, impossible. Impossible. I'm such a loyal person. Well, that day I was talking with my friend. Uh, 
Yeah, maybe, you know, uh, well, she didn't say not to say everything about it. Just she says, I would prefer not to, that, that people will not know the whole thing, you know? But, uh, you know, after all, this other person is my friend. So, and I trust this other person. So I just needed to vent, okay? I, I was not betraying their trust. No. Well, no, you know what? They gave me the account, the email address, and the password to use this app. And uh, yes, they told me not to share it. But you have to understand, it was needed at that moment. No. No, I don't, I don't think that that's a betrayal. Well, you know, the company has so many customers. And this customer needed somebody else to, to get this job done quickly. And, you know, I knew we couldn't provide that service. So, you know, it's not going to hurt this big company. And this customer needed it. No, I don't feel it's, it's betraying my loyalty to my company by suggesting this customer to go somewhere else. Next chart. You have dishonored. <laughs> What? What are you talking about? Yeah. Or you don't remember what your parents told you not to do? Do you remember what your parents told you is the right way of living? You don't remember your parents told you to always respect the elderly? Do you remember that your parents told you to be honest? Do not lie, do not cheat, do not betray. Well, you know, maybe, okay, maybe I did one or other thing here and there, but, but that's not a big deal. After all, you know, my parents, my parents are old. Come on, give me a break. They are old. You know, they, you know, they, they don't even know what is this thing all about. You know, and they will never know. So what difference does it make? They will never know. Next charge. You have disrespected. What? Listen, no, no, no. No, you are mistaken. That day, I was angry. Are you going to tell me that you, you never have been that angry that you just couldn't control yourself and you start screaming and yelling? Well, yeah, I was, I was there in the kitchen and I had the knife, but listen, I was just, I just had the knife in my hand, you know? It's not that I threatened anybody, you know? I just had the knife because I was cutting potatoes, okay? And I, and I was angry, okay? I broke the glass, but that was it. That's all. No, 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 no. Listen, yeah, I told this person to leave my house and yes, I know. I said, don't you ever come back. And I knew they didn't have a place to stay. But you know what? I, it was just out of anger. Okay. Well, you know, you don't know what is the feeling when someone's, so, someone fires you. Have you ever been fired? Well, you know, it's so humiliating. Well, yeah, I scream and well, no, no, I didn't break the equipment. I just touch it. 
Well, I just hit it a little, you know, but didn't break it. No, I just pushed the door. No, I didn't slam the door. No, no, I, I took off quickly because I needed to leave the place. Can you understand that? You have hated. <laughs> you are wrong. No, this is the, the reality. You know, when we were raising those kids, we taught them to do right. We took them to church. We taught them to trust in God and to be honest. They betrayed everything. They betrayed God. They betrayed the church. They betrayed us. They don't care about our lives. And, and, and yeah, we, we don't have a communication with the kids. But, but it's not for other reason other than they don't talk to us. Right, honey? It's not that we don't want to talk to them. Right? No, 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 no. It's not that. We love our children. Well, yeah, it's true. We haven't talked to them for, for a few years. Well, over a decade. No, we, we, don't, we don't even know our grandkids because, you know, they're... But, you know, all families are messed up. You know, but, but we have great friends in our church. We are, we are very loving people. Well, we, we wish to have a, a, a good relationship with our children. Yeah, but, you know, it's not that we don't want to, you know. It's just that it's not right what they are doing. That's all. You have envied as the next charge. Wait a minute. No, no, no. You are pushing it a little. Uh, you know, it was just not fair. The two of us working in the same company, doing the same job, and, uh, and my supervisor really cared for this person, and I did much, much more work. I put much more hours and effort, and, and I came first to the company years before this person, and then they gave him a promotion? They pay them more? No. You know, okay, I admit it. Maybe, maybe I was angry for a little while. Uh, not much. Uh, a couple of years, something like that. I didn't talk to this person. You know, uh, the, well, no, no, listen. Yeah, their car, his car, her car was a better vehicle than mine. But, you know, after all, cars are just cars, you know? No, that's the way that I, that, I, that I see, you know? And sometimes the sun, that, that is the light. That's why. No, but no envy. I never had envy any, to anybody. Never. <laughs> what are you saying that I have destroyed? Wait a minute. I don't drink to begin with. You know? I'm not an alcoholic. I, I don't even smoke. I don't do drugs. What are you talking about? Destroying? Destroying what? Well, no, listen. You have to understand this. Our relationship was very, very messed up. Uh, maybe I 
could manage better the relationship, but you, you know, I didn't do anything wrong. He, she, they started it all that. You know, at the end, there is nothing that you can do. Well, you know, the little ones, they, you can imagine, you know, but after all, you know, like we say, it is what it is. And, you know, my parents also were divorced. So, you know, it's just life. No, I, I don't feel that I have destroyed really anything. You know, I, I might have a little portion in the responsibility of all this, but it's not that bad. No. And that is a strong accusation, my friend. Now, now you are upsetting me. Killed somebody? You know, I don't even have a weapon. I don't like guns to begin with. No, no. Well, you know, I, I was just talking with my friend, okay? And, and I was highly disappointed. All that I said was... Uh, that I was not sure of what I heard. Okay, okay well, no, what I said was, uh, what I said was that uh, there were rumors. No, <laughs> okay, okay, okay. No, what, what I said was that, uh, that, I, that I knew that she was cheating on her husband. Well, you know, I, I was just upset. You know, it's not my fault that this person go, will go and talk to the husband and, and, and they got into this huge fight. No, I didn't kill the reputation. No. No, that incident in the workplace? No, 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 no. Everybody knew it, that this person was doing something wrong. When, when the manager came to me and asked me, what? <laughs> well, it was like he came to me and asked me, well, uh, we were having lunch, you know, together that day. And uh, it just, it was like a spontaneous, you know. And I, I just told him that, that I believe that this person was cheating on the company. That, that's all, I didn't kill anybody. No, I think it's a little bit much. <laughs> Abusing people? Have you forgotten how, how pretty my face is? How innocent I am? How sweet? You know, everybody has bad moments. Don't you have bad moments sometimes? But, but abusing somebody? Uh, abusing my dad? Because he's old and uh, what? Abusing my spouse because my spouse doesn't have anybody to, to defend my spouse? What are you talking about? Abusing the kids? Abusing the, the company because I take advantage of the resources? Come on, come on, people. You are stretching it too much, my friend. You know, you, you know what? You are making me look like, a, like I am a bad person. What's wrong with you? What's wrong with you? In the case, humanity versus you, how 
do you plead? <laughs> you know what we say? Well, you know, poor people, those that are homeless or those that don't have things, you know, they do pretty bad stuff. But, but I don't. And you know why I don't? Because I have things, you know? I have good stuff. But those people that they are broke, they don't have anything, of course. They do pretty bad stuff, not me. <laughs> Actually, my life is pretty good, you know? You can, you can go around and ask people, what do they think about me? You know? They, they know. You know? That is the way that we attempt to defend ourselves. But anyway, I'll come back to that that I want to invite you to next Sunday. We are celebrating five years here in Victory Church. Our worship service number 256, September 19, 2021. I want you to join us, please. But finally, speaking about this case, hypothetical rhetorical case, I want to tell you that there is power in humility. There is power in humility. You know, once you experience humility and you're confronted with the truth of the kind of things that you have done, you know what is the first thing that you will start to experience? That your heart becomes more sensitive. Yeah. You start to really seeing the reality of your actions, the reality of your words. That's the first thing that you start to experience. Certain level of sensitivity that you didn't have before. You know, in the past, you did all those things. But suddenly now, it's like you are more sensitive about certain things. And somehow, the power of humility will lead you to acknowledge that you need God. That you need to be at peace with God. It's the power of humility in you. You start to think, you know what? <laughs> I have done many things. I, I think I should change. And then is when you admit your mistakes. You realize all those things that you have done wrong. The times that you have lied, that you have been stealing, cheating, betraying, abusing, not doing what is right. And then is when you are interesting in making it up to everyone that you have, have failed to. And then you see your relationships, all these people that you have failed to. And you think, I got to do something about it. How can I make it up? Make it up. <laughs> and the power of humility will lead you to desire to be good permanently. It is so interesting. When the power of humility finally comes into your heart, you just say, I really want to be a good person, but for real, not just pretending. I want to share with you a passage of the scripture, words from the Lord Jesus. In the Gospel of Luke, chapter 18, verses 24, section B through 25. And listen and read with me carefully what the Lord Jesus says. 
it will be very hard for rich people to enter God's kingdom. It's easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich person to enter God's kingdom. And of course, he's not talking about a needle that you use to sew. No, no, no. Here on the screen, you can see the illustration. The eye of a needle is one of those doors in Jerusalem where people were walking through. And of course, the size is not too big, but certainly it's possible to push a camel there. It requires a whole thing to be working together in order to do it. You have to have somebody pulling the camel from inside, pulling the string, pulling the rope, pulling whatever they are pulling this animal. And in the back, you have to have an army of people pushing. Basically, the Lord Jesus was telling us there is an issue with rich people. Now, you might be thinking, yeah, you're right. Rich people are terrible. But what is a rich person to begin with? What is to be rich? It's all relative, you know? Because if you compare certain people that make X amount of money with others that are multimillionaires, they are not rich. The rich ones are the ones with multi-million dollars. And on and on. And at the same time, those who have less and less and less and less, they always see the other ones rich. So what is a rich person? The rich person in this context is someone, number one, that doesn't want to admit that is wrong. Doesn't want to admit that needs God. Doesn't want to admit his sins or her sins. And why is that? Because in his mind, in her mind, has enough money to take care of everything that he or she doesn't need God in his or her life. It is about trust. That's the whole point. When you put all your trust in money, you are acting like this rich person that the Lord Jesus says. It will be very hard for a rich person to enter God's kingdom. Why? Because their trust is on the money. The Lord doesn't want us to trust in money. The good Lord wants us to trust in him and him alone. He wants us to put our trust in him. The good Lord wants you to put your trust in him. You are talking about Yom Kippur, the day of atonement. Certainly, how in the world can we be right with God when we have done so many things? But it's impossible for someone that doesn't see that there is an issue. So I want to ask you the direct question here. Do you see that issue in you? Do you think it's possible that you are sinning against God in areas that you just don't want to see the truth and you are oblivious of your sins or you just think that that's not a big deal 
Because if that's your case, it's going to be very hard for you to get into God's kingdom. You better start looking for the camel. But you know what is interesting? It's possible. It's possible to, to put people together working in order to bring a camel inside. They will do anything. Put the camel on their knees or pull him or push him or poke him or whatever. If they need that camel inside, they will do it. And that is what happens with people that love you. People that love you will put up with you and your arrogance. People that love you will put up with your pride. People that love you will put up with your blindness. They will put up with all your garbage. And all those theories that you have trying to defend yourself. They will do that because they love you. They care for you and they will do anything they can to bring you into God's kingdom. They will. But I want you to know, especially for those that are Israelites, whether they are practicing Judaism or not, that there is only one name in which we can be saved. And it was precisely among Jews, leaders of the synagogue, leaders of the religion that was preeminent during the times of the Lord Jesus, where Peter spoke to them these wonderful words. And he said, Jesus is the only one who can save people. His name is the only power in the world that has been given to save anyone. We must be saved through him. Only through the name of Jesus. And that requires repentance. That requires acknowledgement of our sins. That requires a clear conscience, a sensitive heart. And that sensitive heart comes to you when you start reading the scripture. Like this beautiful passage in the book of Revelation chapter 5 verse 9. It talks about the moment when we all are going to be in some point connecting one another in that moment. The final stage of creation, humanity with many steps, okay? In some point, something amazing is going to happen. Listen to this. And they all sang a new song to the Lamb. You are worthy to take the scroll and to open its seals because you were killed. And with your blood sacrifice, you bought people for God from every tribe, language, race of people, and nation. The sacrificial death of our Lord Jesus Christ. But there is something even more beautiful in this book. And it's going to the very end of the book. One of the final parts of the story that we are about to live one day chapter 21 of revelation verse 23 the city did not need the sun or the moon to shine on it the glory of god gave the city light the lamb was the city's lamp the lamb of god jesus the son of god 
Certainly there is a day of atonement. Certainly there is a need for forgiveness. Certainly we need to be repenting in the presence of God, changing. And there is one way to do it, my friends, is when you and I allow the power of the Holy Spirit come into our hearts and show us that Jesus is Lord, that he died for us and he is the Lamb of God, the one that is worthy to open the seals, to open the books, to be worshipped, the one that eventually will be the light, the real light out there in heaven one day. My question to you today is, is Jesus your Lord? Is Jesus Lord in your heart? In other words, do you do what he says? I'm not asking you if you believed in Jesus. I don't, I'm not asking you if you believe that Jesus died for you. I'm not asking you if you want to be forgiven. I'm asking you if you obey Jesus, if you surrender to Jesus, because that is the meaning of the word Lord. We know we all proclaim to the four winds, Jesus is my savior. Of course he's our savior, but is he your Lord? And if you don't really know if he's your Lord, what if we start from step number one? By declaring that we know that he is the son of God and believe in our hearts that God's raising from death. Because then is when we can be saved. I invite you today to say a prayer with me and surrender in the presence of God. Say with me, dear God, I need your help. Please forgive me, Lord. I have messed things up over and over and over again. I am really sorry, Lord. You are the one that I want to adore. You are my God. I open my heart to you, Lord. I confess my sins before you. Lord, I want to obey you and trust you and serve you forever, my Lord. Starting today, I want to see life and people exactly as you do. Please help me, Lord, to become the person you want me to be. And my friends, all that is doable because of the sacrificial death of our Lord Jesus Christ. What if you declare these powerful things with me? Say it. I am forgiven by Jesus. My Lord can do everything. His word is true and active in me. My life is going to be great and blessed in 2021. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord smile down on you and show you his kindness. May the Lord answer your prayers and give you peace. From Odessa, Texas, in the name of my church, Victory Church, my family, I say to you, be blessed and I'll see you next Sunday.
Thank you for watching Victory Church. Please feel free to contact us. Our email address is info at vchurch.us and our phone number is 432-614-9798.